the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The year's starting to wind down. Do you know where your financial planner is? Do you have a financial plan? I think it's important to think about on occasion. Um, because when the stock market gets hairy, do you make mistakes? Today is not a hairy day. Today is a glorious day. We're looking to extend that November rally. We're also starting to talk about stimulus. I checked my 401k yesterday. All time high. Um, it might've been on all time higher, like two or three days in between the last time I checked a couple weeks ago, but you get the idea. The market's. The S&P 500, the NASDAQ hit all-time highs. The Dow hit 30,000. It's playing with that level right now. We're within 1% of all-time highs on all of the major markets in the U.S., except for maybe the Russell. Like, it's an underperformer. But today we're seeing Qualcomm up 2.6%, Apple up 3%, Visa up 1%, Google up 1.5%, Nike up 1%. Um, all basically keeping up with the market. Some of them, of them, like Apple and Qualcomm, are way above market. And then you get things like Wells Fargo that's up 4% on a reopening trade. Um, but also on cyclical play, but low interest rates moving potentially higher. A lot going on. So all the four major indices are in the positive. Unfortunately, gold and silver are in the positive too. Saying mixed message. Oil a little bit lower, saying again negative. Ten-year Treasury sits at eighty-nine basis points. We're not going to read into that today. Bitcoin sits at nineteen thousand three hundred twenty-one, down seventy-eight bucks. Will it be able to hold nineteen thousand for a couple weeks? If it does, that's a good sign. If you're a Bitcoin investor enthusiast, you don't want straight up. Of course, you want straight up on one hand, but in the long-term health, you don't. I'm more of a distance runner where I'd rather do seven minute miles consistently than do a six minute mile, a five minute mile, or a four minute mile. Forget about it. My fantasies are doing a four minute mile at this point in time, but I'm not a sprinter and I don't approach Wall Street as a sprinter. I think some of the best investors of all time are more distance runners. Tesla's going to go into the S&P 500 all at once, and boy, oh boy, that's like putting a pig into a a garbage disposal. It's not going to fit. Tesla's going to the S&P 500 all at once, and it's a big old company, $538 billion, and that creates a unique problem for the S&P 500 index funds, which I don't care about. It's going to be a blip. It's going to be a, uh, maybe it goes up today, maybe it goes down tomorrow, maybe it goes down today, maybe it goes up tomorrow. I'm not that stressed. In the end, is Tesla still Tesla? Yes. Is it wildly expensive? Yes. Does it have a wild 
future potential opportunities in front of them? Yes. So you're basically betting on perfection of execution. Something that Tesla hasn't done great. I saw some scenarios yesterday built out, and basically all of them were slightly negative on Tesla. Not to the tune of disaster, but enough so that I was like, not great. Elsewhere out there, Cyber Monday shoppers, online sales reached $10.8 billion on Cyber Monday. That's the biggest U.S. e-commerce day ever. I bought something yesterday, and let's see if I can remember it. It was for me. Oh, Nike shoes. I was looking at Williams Sonoma. I was looking at some opportunities for maybe some plates. I was like, no. Silver, no. I, I couldn't find what I wanted. Like, it feels like some of the deals on style are never, ever there. So originally, Adobe had forecast $12.7 billion for Cyber Monday. We only come in at $10.8 billion. Adobe cut its online sales forecast for the entire holiday season to $184 billion, which is a 30% increase from last year. So this is going to be a glorious Christmas, except for the fact that your kids are wearing face masks. Hmm. That sucks. Dow jumps for Hondos to start December. S&P 500 and the NASDAQ hit record highs. Now, again, I started the segment by saying I checked my 401k. Do you know how often I do that? Rare. I finished yesterday around 3 p.m. and I was like, I had some time on my hands. Um, Facebook, their digital coin, they've renamed it Diem, D-I-E-M. The original name was tied to an early iteration of the project that received a difficult reception from regulators. You might remember it as Libra. So Libra was the Facebook digital coin idea last year, and they've basically slimmed it down aggressively. But if Facebook gets into a digital coin and PayPal and Venmo kind of get in, and you get a couple more players like Square, it starts to become a lot more legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. It becomes legit. Um, whether you like it or not. It's like for me, I didn't like Tesla at 40 bucks, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, 120 bucks, 140 bucks, 180 bucks, 200 bucks. But strangely, I liked it about a year ago. Like I missed the early days almost intentionally trying not to get burned by what was inconsistent production and cash burns that told me this company was one quarter away. They said they were one month away from bankruptcy. So I'm glad I steered clear, but boy, did I leave a lot of money on that table. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. November was spectacular for stocks. A lot of people are saying, now the gains may have run out. I don't play that game. Video conferencing giant Zoom video communication said something awesome yesterday. I was listening to their conference call. And you may not find it awesome, but I'm going to tell you, it was awesome. He said something like, yeah, we've had explosive growth. Great for us. But we're doing a lot of free accounts, too. Not so great for us. That kind of made me smile on a, a funny level. 
Zoom growth was even stronger than the 355% revenue increase in the July quarter. They pulled in revenue of $690 million. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They pulled in $777 million. Um, expectations were for $690 million. So they blew out revenue. Blow out. You ever been changing a diaper? You got a two-year-old, three-year-old. And you might have watched uh, a series of football plays a little bit too long. And you could have checked on the diaper and it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, I've got 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six. And then it just blows out everywhere as you're, you're getting close to fixing the situation. Nope. Blow out revenues by Zoom. But the shares rallied 600%, including up 46% in the last 90 days since the last recorded uh, reported numbers. Um, they've got 433,790 customers with 10 or more employees. I do see this as a long-term play. I will take a look at the results later today. And if the shares can hit like a three-day funk, maybe I'll be interested. It's not a reopening play as much as it's a stay-at-home play. But expectations are for 30 to 50% business travel to fall off. Zoom's going to pick up a lot of that slack. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. It's Rob Black and Your Money, the show. I don't know what that means. Diana, Princess Diana, said she felt like a product that sits on a shelf as a royal. I will say this. Um, I have a little bit more time on my hands because my SO, my significant other, has been watching The Crown. She gets into that. I begrudgingly watched a little bit with Diana and her husband, Chuck. Chuckles, as I like to say. Um, and I was just bored, so I left the room pretty fast. But it was interesting. Netflix was supposed to stop the show this year after the Diana and Charles scenes. And then last year, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry kind of, how shall we say, added another chapter or another season on to the Queen. Um, Netflix has a hit show, and it's all about product. NVIDIA has a GTX 3080 product. Intel has CPUs. We used to be impressed with CPUs. Now we're impressed with GPUs. Tesla has a car that is way better at self-driving than others, and it's way better at not using gasoline than others. I drove a Toyota Prius as a lease, and I hated it. It was awful. You drive a Tesla, and you're like, whoa, that's what... Toyota was trying to do. So it's all about product. When you learn product, you become a better investor. In my opinion. We're all different. I always say that there's always going to be ugly people. Therefore, we're always going to need makeup. There's always going to be tired people. Therefore, we're always going to need caffeine. Think Starbucks. There's always going to be, and you fill in, old people. Therefore, we're going to need medications. Will there always be a pandemic? Probably not as much so. 
Will there always be, and again, do that with any stock that you own. I own Disney, and let's let's do it with that one. There will always be kids that will need to be entertained. Will Disney have staying power? I would like to think so, but maybe 15, 20, 25 years ago, I would have said that about Mattel and Hasbro. Hasbro had the Star Wars action figures that were sitting up in the attic for years and years and years are suddenly worth $500 plus each. But Mattel and Hasbro really didn't get in the 21st century with apps the way kids went to the iPad and left behind playing with dolls. But Disney has the theme parks, they got the movies, they got the Mandalorian, they got the TV shows, they got they got a lot going on. So there's always going to be people that run, therefore Nike's going to make running shoes. There's always going to be people that search for things on the internet, therefore Google's always going to be in play. Maybe not so much with ad blockers and what Apple's trying to do there. So you know what Google's doing? They're charging money for the storage. You don't get unlimited Gmail storage anymore. You don't get unlimited photos anymore. They're going subscriptions El Fasto, which is Spanish for very fast. They're going subscriptions for a reason. Because what once used to be supported with ads may not be forever supported with ads. And now that they got your photos, got you where you want you. Now I'm going to eat you. Now they're going to start charging three bucks. Three bucks a month is nothing. For a bazillion photos. And that's what they said. They said 10 years ago, people uploaded millions of photos. Now they're uploading bazillions, which I'm pretty sure is more than a trillion. I know you're saying that's probably gazillion. Shut up. Don't correct me. Okay, Wells Fargo. There's always going to be people who have bank accounts. Therefore, not so much. Bank accounts are going online. They're losing the physical locations. But... A large percentage of Americans still like to have a bank. I don't care. I can hold all my money in cyberspace in an online bank, and I don't care. I'm not money-driven in any way, shape, or form, within reason. Don't trust a person who says they're not money-driven, right? Qualcomm is in the... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I I brought up there's always going to be ugly people, therefore we're going to need makeup. I'm joking. I wear makeup for a living. Just so you know... Kohl's is opening up a Sephora partnership inside their stores. We've seen this before. It's a genius way to offset large square footage. So Apple has the Genius Bar, which is kind of a store inside of their store. Not really doesn't count. Let's do Samsung and Apple mini stores inside of a Best Buy. Now that makes sense. Now you're talking, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You've probably been in a Home Depot before and someone's like trying to sell window seals or shutters or Nest thermostats. And they probably don't work for Home Depot. You're like, oh, where's the hammers at? And like, I'm sorry, I don't work for Home Depot. You need to go ask someone wearing an orange vest. I work for Nest. And they get all angry at you. And you go, okay, thanks. But Kohl's has opened up Sephora inside a store inside of a store. Now, it doesn't always work. J.C. Penney's once set up diesel jeans inside J.C. Penney stores. They once set up Sephora inside J.C. Penney stores. They once set up a Levi Wranglers inside J.C. Penney's. Still didn't work. It's worked well for companies like Best Buy. It has not worked well for everyone. But a store inside a store is a great concept because as a retailer, Kohl's is like, hey, do you want to return your Amazon products? We're going to set up an Amazon return station inside of Kohl's. But now we're also going to set up makeup. 
And if you know anything about the Kardashians, they sell a poop ton of makeup. I get the feeling waking up next to one of them would be very much so considered coyote ugly. And you would have to go, I'm going to eat my arm off so I don't have to wake her up. Because her without makeup. I'm clearly being sexist. I'm clearly making a joke that's very 20th century. But what I'm trying to say is they wear a lot of makeup. They push a lot of makeup. They influence a lot of makeup. They get you to go to Ulta Beauty Salon and buy makeup. Target partnered with Ulta. Kohl's is partnering with Sephora. Sephora is a pretty high-end makeup. Now, again, watch how stupid I sound to women who wear makeup. Like, Sephora is kind of upper middle class. It's kind of ghetto. If you really want nice makeup, you go to blah, blah, blah. I get it. I wear mineral makeup, and I know you're saying, too much information. But I haven't really figured out how to look good on the internet, on TV. I look much better in person. But on T on the internet, on Zoom call, it looked a little too white. So I need to explore and experiment a little bit. So maybe I'll go to Kohl's because I certainly, certainly don't know makeup well. And I know Sephora has experts. So a Sephora inside of a Kohl's is an okay idea. It's a 10-year partnership. I get it. Kohl's has huge square footage inside their stores, as does Best Buy. They should continue both to figure out how we can sell a little bit, get a little bit of their their revenue, but also get some of their people to come into our stores. Because when you're returning an Amazon package at Kohl's, you might go, "Uh, I need some new jeans. I need makeup. And you're there. U.S. sales of prestige beauty products sold mainly in department stores dropped 17% year over year. Softer decline than during the second quarter. Nail products, body products like soaps and exfoliators. Doing well. I'm not going to talk about Nicola. Um, I try to warn people against speculative stocks. Be very cautious on that one. Don't try to find the next Tesla. Don't try to find the next Disney. It's probably Disney and Tesla. Total Broker Advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Lana Del Rey. Sexy, sexy music. No. I will say very interestingly that Saturday Night Live always tries to get the hip, fresh music. They had Lana Del Rey on probably like two or three years ago before she was about to hit. Like, they were right on her. They, they, they timed it beautifully, but her performance was underwhelming. So I was unimpressed. And I was like, I'll pass. I'll give her a couple of years to grow on me. But she's growing on me. Hey, 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 hey. Everyone back down. Everyone back down. I'm in charge here. Vaccine news may already be lifting spending. That's pretty interesting, right? I was looking at what the CDC and others were saying, and a lot of what was being brought up is along the lines of, um, I'll be able to get vaccinated probably in April. We're going to see 25 to 50 million doses hit the U.S. probably December 11th and be consumed by healthcare workers and the elderly. Um, so the news should stop getting worse, except for the fact we have Thanksgiving and Christmas so close to each other and people are basically tired. 
They want to get together. People are tired and they want to spend money. Now, again, we also saw some distressing numbers out of the economy yesterday talking about we probably have higher unemployment and we probably have deeper poverty than what's being reported. The AP News story kind of was hinting at the Republicans are making it look like it's better out there than it is. I don't care. All I can tell you is that I have money. I want to spend it. There's people that don't have money that can't spend it. Therefore, in comes the United States government, and I support helping people out, um, especially since we're kind of telling them, you can't go to work, you need to stay home. <clears throat> you need to pay me some money to stay at home, because I need to go to work. Lawmakers are unveiling a bipartisan $900 billion coronavirus stimulus package as the stalemate drags on. This is breaking news. Taking a look at how Wall Street responds to breaking news is always interesting. We opened higher, and as this news kind of just hit in the last 30 minutes, we didn't really go much higher. Kind of went sideways, maybe a little bit down. In a sign, I can hear the apocalypse and the horsemen coming. The first horseman of the apocalypse has shown up. And he's brought a McRib sandwich. The McRib is coming back to McDonald's. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll get your McRib tomorrow. Um, it's made of seasoned boneless pork. Barbecue sauce. Onions, pickle, and a bun. It's got the triumphant return that for some reason people lose their mind over the McRib. It had a limited return in October of 2019, the only good thing that ended 2019. It's not been available nationwide since 2012. It is a cult favorite. Many people have grown a quarantine beard, waiting for it to come back. Now all you got to do is wear a facial mask, mosey on up to a McDonald's and order one, get it tomorrow. Now, McDonald's is saying, we know you've been in quarantine growing a beard, so they're going to do a promotion on shaving your beard. 10,000 entries receive a code for free McRib via Uber Eats while supplies last. Post a picture of your cleanly shaven or baby smooth face on your public Twitter or public Instagram using the Shave for McRib sweepstakes. And tag at McDonald's. I bring this up in large part... I feel bad for television. ABC, NBC, Fox. I feel bad for them. They used to be the primary town criers that said, McRib's back, McRib's back. And they would ask McDonald's for advertising money while you're watching a show of like CSI, New Orleans, CSI. I always want to do a CSI like Stockton. Not a glorious city like New York or New Orleans or Los Angeles. I want to do CSI Stockton. I know every episode would be, I got to be careful because someone's going to complain. Crack dealers. But um, thank you very much. Very dramatic. And again, I, I haven't been to Stockton in 20 years, so I don't know if that's true or false. Um, but I feel bad for the old form advertising because the new form is post on Facebook Hashtag Shay for McRib sweepstakes. 
and tag it with at McDonald's, show a cleanly shaven face. Now, I know, I know, I know. This smacks of sexism. Can women show that they've shaved their armpits or their legs or maybe their beards? I don't know. <laughs> Can I shave my back? Does that count for those of us who are follically challenged on our chinny chin chins? I'm kidding. I'm going to shit up now. All I'm going to say is Mick Ribs back. And what, what interests me on that is the hashtag. Because the influencers, my kids want to be influencers. It's I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Everyone wants to be an influencer. So I show them failed influencers. The guy who's got 1,400 followers on Facebook or 1,400 followers on YouTube or 1,400 followers. I'm like, that's not really going to add up to much, son. You need to get to 100,000. So when you say hashtag McRib, if you're, if you're Travis Scott, holy mackerel, you can sell anything. Um, including McDonald's. So I'll talk about Travis Scott a little bit later in the show, possibly. Um, there's been some news on him recently. The under 30 and how well his career's gone and how much money he's made for when he did that Fortnite concert, he made $20 million. Okay, so I just kind of talked about him and I kind of blew it, right? 12 million people saw him play. $20 million. He had a big relationship with McDonald's last year. He is a big-time earner. Net worth $40-plus million. Um, I think he's known as Captain J- Cactus Jack. And I'm like, I don't really know. But this is the way business is done now. Influencers. Not completely and ever. Not happily ever after. It's not going to be like, we'll never watch a Super Bowl again. But 100 million viewers on Instagram or followers is just as important as 100 million viewers of the Super Bowl. And I would say it's better because you typically know A, a person likes that product, and B, you kind of know what age they're in. It's very, very detailed. So I started the segment by talking about COVID-19 vaccine prospects may already be boosting consumer spending. I kind of get that. Um, like I was saying, I'm starting to figure out, it looks like I'll be able to get a vaccine probably around April. I'll get it. I believe in science. Um, and I believe in vaccinations as well, just so you know, because we're on the same page. Or you can hate me forever. Love me now or let me go forever. Sorry, I think Top Gun was a horrible movie, but neither here nor there. Um, 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 so I think we're starting to spin a little bit. So I was doing the math, and I was like, April. So my sugar booger, my SO, was like, does that mean we're going to Hawaii in May? I'm like, maybe we get the shot in May. Maybe it's April, March, April, May. How about June? And she's like, oh, okay, I'll do June. I know you're saying, are you married to Jabba the Hutt? Maybe. Okay. It's more like Marge Simpson's sister. But um yeah, I'm I'm I gave her the credit card and said let's book something for June. I feel reasonably secure with that. And I'm excited by it. And again, we've already seen that we're spending more on Christmas this year than last year. So are we not already pulling money forward and spending? Ba bop bop bop. I'm loving it. Lawmakers are unveiling a bipartisan coronavirus stimulus package as the stalemate drags on. Mitch McConnell, 
said, I think we can get this done by the end of the year. That could be A-OK for the stock market. Airbnb seeking a valuation of up to $35 billion in its IPO. Interesting. Airbnb's last private valuation was $18 billion. Now they're looking to almost double that. Companies going to list on the NASDAQ under A, B, and B. They've cut staff 25% in May, but they saw its business quickly rebound in 2020 as the year has grown. Um, I will do my very, very best to get a prospectus and have that ready by next week early so I can talk about it intelligently for you. DoorDash is also, I've looked at their S1 filing, and they're seeking a valuation of up to $32 billion. Um, DoorDash has reported a $149 million loss, but strong growth through September. I'm more ahead on DoorDash than I am on Airbnb. Um, but we got the beat. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that as we move on through the show. Through the days, Zoom stock is falling despite fantastic numbers. Wall Street is very much so a business of not what have you done for me lately, but what will you do for me in the future? So one of the things Zoom said on their call yesterday, and I was listening to the call, was that it's very expensive to service the people who use it for free, just as much as it's servicing a, a group that's paying for it. Will they be able to survive a reopening? I do think they will. Will they be independent in three years? I don't know about that. We'll talk more. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Small update on my mother because I brought it up. Um, she has been diagnosed with COVID. She's still in the ICU. She's still on oxygen. And she has hospice helping her basically in her final days. So she's on morphine. Never a good sign when hospice shows up with morphine. Um, she didn't die on Thanksgiving, which was probably a strange blessing. But at this point in time, there's not a lot of positives. Other than, I don't know. She's got good help. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. People are starting to feel better, and they're starting to let their guard down on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. We're expecting a pretty big spike in the number of people checking into hospitals. Short-term pain, medium-term, we look about six months from now to be in a better place. Can't guarantee that. But that's the way it looks to be playing now. November was a spectacular month for stocks. Spectacular. Um, you tend not to have months like that 
And when you do have them, you appreciate them and you go, well, that was nice. Better not count on that again. Best November anyone has ever experienced. Several indications point to an exhausted market. We started 2020 with markets are on a 10-year bull market and they don't seem to slow down, but the valuation is looking expensive. Then we get COVID. We knocked some valuation down and it was like, well, that's nice. We needed that anyway. And then things went into a bear market. It's like, well, that's a bit too much. And then they roared back in the summer and the fall. We're higher than we were at the start of the year, even though we've had a recession this year. And if COVID cases spike, as they're expected to, the likelihood of a double-dip recession goes higher. Countering that is the Federal Reserve with low interest rates, and the government, having gotten through the election, knows their job now is to get some stimulus going. The stimulus does not appear to have more $1,200 checks, but more PPP loans. Um, for small business and some extended unemployment benefits. $900 billion is a nice number. Is it nice enough to move the needle? It's not great. It's not glorious, to be honest with you. Um, if you were looking for more stimulus, $2 trillion and cash to people, or this will give Biden an opportunity to say, well, now when I'm in office, we need an infrastructure bill. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Years back, I, you would have looked at me and said, Rob, you're just kicking the can down the road. You're just causing superinflation down the road. I know. But my fellow Americans didn't really ask for the pandemic. And we can't really blame this one on lack of motivation. We can't really say it's their skin color. We can't really say it's the education system. It's our government saying don't go to work. Senators are pushing to extend unemployment programs. U.S. factory gauge eases as employment cools. As we're seeing a pickup in first-time unemployment claims, we should see the unemployment numbers struggle to get lower. In fact, they may creep higher again in the short term, pushing us potentially to that double-dip recession, except for we do have a month coming up where we tend to spend a lot December. Keep in mind, you should not be using credit cards to buy Christmas gifts. You should not be using credit cards to buy groceries. You should not be using credit cards to pay your rent. And yet, all those things are true right now for many Americans. So I think there's some urgency for Congress to get another stimulus bill done. And again, I'll wait before I say anything else along those lines. Um, In large part... It just, it's sausage making. It's brutal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. DoorDash setting an IPO range of 75 to $85 a share. Dollars a share. Qualcomm's got some new chips out that are rather interesting as far as 5G goes. I was paying attention to Comcast because Comcast, you know, I told you Google's getting ready to do something tricky, which I love from an investor standpoint. They're no longer giving away free photos and free storage unlimited on email. They're going to start charging. And when you have billions of people using a free service, if you start charging a buck, you suddenly make a billion dollars. If you start charging two bucks, you suddenly make $2 billion. For something you were giving away free earlier, Wall Street's going to like that. 
more than likely. Now, Qualcomm just announced its new high-end chip for Android phones, the Snapdragon 888, integrated 5G modem. I bring up the 5G modem because Comcast is talking about 6G modems. And Comcast texted me yesterday and they go, oh, you've used up all your data. I'm like, I thought I had like a gig or 1.2 gig or terabytes. How, how much did I use? And they're like, well, for $11 more, you can go to Unlimited. $11 more a month, da-da-da, to do that. You know, there's four months of overages, and they, for sure I'm going to sign up for that. Because you can rest, wrestle from my dead hand, my cable modem. I'm not giving that baby up. Not when you're a family of four, all on Zoom calls, all on HD Netflix, all on, like, no. So Comcast is going to start adding, you know, another $11 here, another $25 there. Qualcomm just announced its new high-end chip for Android phones. The Snapdragon 88 is going to be the heart of the most high-end Android devices in the launch of 2021. Most advanced chips are typically used in expensive phones that typically run about $1,000 or more. So Qualcomm's still in a very good position from a licensing standpoint for the next three to five years. But around four to five, we're going to want to look at that again. As Apple, Samsung, Huawei, and others all go, we don't really like being beholden to one company on patents. little Ron Reagan music for us. Peter Gabriel, of course, but try to see if you get the Ron Reagan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.